Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's going on everyone? It's your host Tito coming back at you. I know it's been a while. Apologies, I've been in transit bouncing around from Indiana to Houston, Texas to Berkeley, California. Now I'm out in Chicago, Illinois. Um, And there'll be at least one or two more moves within Chicago in the future. But I did want to give you guys a quick update and let you know about some craziness in the good and bad way for me. All right, so let's jump into this. And we're just going to call this issue of this podcast. Let's see. Let me see if I can give it a good name. Because update is just too bland and blase. We need something a little bit better. So we're going to call this um, Rebound. All right. Because it's basically what it is. So, as you guys know, and I've talked about this uh, to to an extent, you know, life is, is all about ups and downs. And it's not about what happens when you fall down or what you um, don't do. It's about what you do when you fall down. Do you get back up? Do you dust yourself off? Do you reevaluate, reassess, and continue to move on? So... You guys know that when I was in Evansville, Indiana, I took on a role that I wasn't feeling shortly after being out there. And um, it's one of those things where sometimes, and I'm going to say this is probably what happened, but it's kind of like a cop-out at the same time. I take full responsibility for what what happens to me and what I put myself and my family through. But um, I, I wasn't feeling the job, and I was looking for you know something else but it was definitely bleeding through into who I was and it wasn't me you know I was totally pushing stuff out I was allowing the 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 um, toxic relationship between myself and my supervisor to bleed through into how I treated uh, the people that I was serving that, that reported to me and I ended up losing that job, right? Um, don't get me wrong. I could do 20 podcasts on why I feel like that was wrong. And um, I probably could have took legal action, but I didn't because at the end of the day, I still love Goodwill and um, I'm going to always support them because without them, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. But um, it was a hard hit as we gave up so much that we had gained in Houston you know, um, literally big, beautiful house, daughter was in private school, like all kinds of just, just everything was going as good as we could really want. And we allowed ourselves to only view negativity and it led uh, me to make the ultimate decision to pack up and move and try, try again somewhere else, uh, which was a bad idea, but everything happens for a reason, right? So we end up, um, being unemployed, sitting in Evansville, which, um, no, no bag on Evansville, Indiana, but, uh, probably not the best place to be while you're unemployed and especially a multiracial minority family. Um, 
in in the crux of confederate flags and trump supporters once again nothing against trump i'd love to have that argument but we'll move on uh definitely an area uh not best situated for minorities anyway so we're sitting there exploring opportunities and i I was really discounting my past my prison past and what happened in that position i had there in evansville um and so the interview process was starting off great and then ending poorly and it wasn't until i stopped trying to hide my past uh, both what happened to my last employment and my prison pass that things started totally turning around and i think it was because more of the authentic me was coming out right because i wasn't hiding anything anymore um and i say this to to let you all know like if you're going through something and you're waiting for that rebound to happen stop trying to be what you think other people want because at the end of the day they want someone they can trust someone that they feel is going to have good integrity someone that is going to bring what they need to their team and the only way they're that that's going to be known for you and for them is if you're being authentic you know now i'm not saying run and say every negative thing about yourself no what i'm saying is you can talk about a negative situation and how you turn it into a positive one for yourself right um and you can highlight where you were able to make changes based on those negative circumstances right so anyway <laughs> uh needless to say i i got deep into the interview process for multiple positions in multiple areas a lot of them heavily were in california which a lot of you will know that i ended up at san francisco pretrial diversion project as director of operations there uh part of their executive team it was it is a great organization doing great things getting people out pre-trial um so that they have a fighting chance there are so many case studies on if someone pays people's bail um they are still over 95 percent um reporting in when they need to and everything so the whole myth of if we have your bail money you'll you'll come to court that that's a farce and uh sf pretrial diversion definitely is part of a, a great group of very small number of nonprofits that actually run those projects uh, most of them are ran by the probation department so they're doing great work i was happy to be there i still love and support them um but i had cut off all of my um other application processes um except for one and that one was here in chicago um and it was with illinois action for children and illinois action for children um it is another great organization it's actually where i'm currently working now um really focuses on um you know developing and supporting uh strong families to you know develop communities uh and and putting children you know first like ensuring that they have the opportunities um and a lot of that is by ensuring that the families have the opportunities for child care and, and early childhood development and i'm still learning about all the programs it is it has been a great experience i've only been out here a few weeks now 
Um, but I was in the process. It was a long process, right? Interview process for the position that, that I ended up getting there. In that process, I went through multiple panel interviews. And like I said, I spoke about prison in every panel interview, right? Executive team members, senior executive team members, uh, even the board. There were a few board members that interviewed me. And um, I I thought it was actually a little odd because I would interject that in there and no one would ask me about it. And later on, um, you know, kept pushing through mind you I'm, I'm out in san francisco at the end when i'm doing the last round of panel interviews and i'm thinking to myself okay well i'm still in the process but like no one's following up on this prison thing and you know i i, I could see that being a barrier to employment here right so i go through the last ring a couple weeks go by i don't hear anything i'm figuring you know i'll get the email saying you know i didn't get the job and I end up getting an email saying the CEO wants to talk to me. So I respond and we set up a time and we, we have a really good conversation. She and I um, think along the same lines in a number of, of, of areas, which um, creates a nice synergy. But at the same time, um, I felt that the conversations were very familiar and and the candor was open, which I love. Um, but I asked her, I said, you know, uh, I'm going through the backgrounds and everything. And, um, you know, why, why was it that nobody, you know, asked about my past, my prison? She goes, yeah, that's a good question. Um, if I was going to offer you the job or not offer it to you, I wanted it to be based on you and not your past. Let me say that again. (laughs) She said, if she was going to offer me the job or not, she wanted it to be based on me, not my past. That right there sold me, regardless of anything else. Like, I wanted to work for her, with her, and, and, and be all I could be there. Because Goodwill was the only place that said anything similar to me since I've been released from prison. And that went a long way. Now, of course, she had to make sure that with the contracts and everything else that the agency does, that my conviction wouldn't hurt any of that. Mind you, I have one conviction, which is involuntary manslaughter, so technically nothing to do with children, nothing that crosses over and anything like that, except I am a convicted felon. But needless to say, that went over like huge with me right and um i i can't express to you guys how much um once again and i've talked about this before is when it comes to agencies hiring ex-felons right returning citizens whatever you want to call us right especially individuals who have done longer periods of time but really it's it's all of us when when you communicate to us, not only by offering us a job, but saying it straight out like, hey, I want you because you seem like a good fit, right, for whatever reason. And I'm only going to worry about your past as it relates to the actual position and if there's any, you know, barriers based on your conviction. You 
will get us 100% behind you in whatever you need done or however you need us to, to function within the agency. And I don't think individuals get that, like how powerful that is. When you're talking about um, a performance and trust um, graph, like you'll get our trust before we even really know you just based on what you're willing to do for us, you know, or take a chance on us, right? Now, mind you, I'm, I'm in an executive role, a senior executive role here. And it, it's empowering to know, you know, that, that the agency's open to this kind of thing. The flip side is we just got an opportunity with some grants to actually partner with other agencies and do programs that will directly affect incarcerated fathers reconnecting with their children. So how exciting is that, that I could actually add some value there early on, you know, in getting to know uh, uh, my way around the agency. Um, so a lot of great stuff, but I want to, I want to empower you guys, um, regardless whatever your background is, you don't have experience, you, you, you have a criminal background, a homeless background, an addiction background, whatever it may be, like show people how you took those negative instances. And even if you're early on in making that transition, right, but what you're doing to turn them into positive, um, outcomes or the way you're working towards turning them into a positive outcome, right? Um, there's just too much out there and you will land somewhere. Um, so putting in my notice at San Francisco pretrial was bittersweet. Like I really wish I could have stayed out there at least another six to 12 months to, to really get, um, some systems in place for them. Now I'm excited to be here in Chicago and get some systems in place, you know, where I'm at. Um, it, it's, it's, exciting fun and i can't wait to get my family up from houston my wife and my daughter uh as soon as we we get some housing and and some moves situated that'll happen now on to the the downside of rebound right um so me having lived in multiple states and literally the last few months um you guys know covid's all over the place and it's up it's down it's more down than it is up and there's little spikes here and there and i've been in states where mandates are very loose even california went you know maskless uh, or mask optional for when you're working within your own cohorts and everything uh i had actually implemented implemented uh optional mass um san francisco pretrial before i left and um I come out here and we're still masked up and everything and I got COVID go figure, you know, it, it, I go from multiple environments where no one's wearing a mask anywhere. Um, a lot of, you know, interaction with people without masks and have made it all this time without getting COVID. I come out to Chicago and not even three weeks into it, I get COVID. Um, I will say, um, it was flu. It was like a flu. Um, I definitely had two days that were not fun at all. Um, I went through the, the fever and then the chills and and some body aches. And it, it was like a, a bad sinus cold and literally two days. And uh, I feel fine now. I still feel like I have a slight cold. Um, but aside from that, I'm fine. Um, so I, I will say from the day I, I started feeling symptoms, which was like... Wednesday and we're on Saturday now 
Um, Wednesday, I started feeling a little bit of a headache and a little bit of fatigue. Um, Thursday wasn't really bad. It started picking up, and then, yeah, it was like Thursday night. Friday was bad, and now I'm fine. So go figure. But um, needless to say, and I'm over here pushing for a mask optional where I'm working out. So, uh, and I'm still going to. Um, it, it's... Uh, it sucks. COVID's out there. Uh, I figured I would eventually catch it, and I did, and hopefully I don't catch it again. Yes, if you want to know, I have uh, my two Pfizer shots and my booster shot. I'm turning 50 this year, so I guess I'll be eligible for one more booster shot. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I got mixed feelings on COVID, just like mixed feelings on the flu and everything else. Um, I wash my hands all the time. I, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I got it. Um, so needless to say, um, and as far as the, the, the shots and the booster making it less, man, if that was less, I'd hate to see what it would have been like without it. But, um, yeah, it was a rough day and a half, two days anyway. So, this has been my quick update. Um, it's been a crazy journey. Uh, I love where I'm at. Chicago, I'm getting used to it. I, I am going to throw this out there. Anyone from Chicago, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, one, driving. I, I found, I think it's more United States drivers just don't know how to drive. Like, they need to do better teaching people how to drive. But definitely inner city um, or big city driving is is the worst, right? definitely the same thing out here in chicago <clears throat> the other thing because you guys know I, I do my jogging my walking and all of that good stuff right anyone from chicago please chime in on this because it don't make any sense to me why do people walk on the left hand side like i thought that was like common knowledge like you walk on the right hand side right like I will be walking down the street and no one else is on the sidewalk. It's just me and this person that's coming towards me. And they're walking on the left side and they literally expect me to move out of the way. And I'm walking on the right. That don't make any sense. Does it? Am I stupid? I might be stupid. I know I'm stupid, but I, I don't, I'm not that stupid, right? Um, and, it, and it makes me think all kinds of negative thoughts. And I'm trying to shake that stupid stuff. But man, what's wrong with people, right? Anyway, um... <laughs> bring it back to a positive uh chicago so far like i said i've only been out here three weeks the weather is freakishly crazy up and down right um but the city's beautiful i have not ventured out into other spaces i cannot wait till this summer because my daughter will be up here all summer with me and it'll be warmer and we'll get to explore and i'll talk about some of the places i go but uh food is there's seems like a ton of stuff to do it's just been like literally freezing the whole time i've been here um but anyway i will try to get into more of these podcasts um sorry i've been away for a while and what i want you guys to know is don't expect a rebound or a getting back on your feet if you're not putting in the work and if you're not being real with yourself if I if you got nothing out of this edition, uh, I want you to understand that negative stuff is always going to happen. It's not about karma, even though I believe in karma a lot. It's not about karma. It's not about this and it's not about that. It's that negative things will happen to you at some point in your life. 
and sometimes it seems like they happen a lot more than they need to right but those to me are like mini tests test of what we're going to do and how we're going to get back up how we're going to overcome those obstacles if you're a religious person people love using this which is you know god doesn't give us anything that we can't handle right well i believe we also attract those things so if things are happening to you is usually and I'm, uh, this is going to sound weird but it's something you're willing towards yourself right you know there there's a reason why some people seem to get lucky all the time it's because that's how they see it like i'm going to get this i'm going to get this and then they surround themselves with people that push them or 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 get them to that point if we all just started being more positive and seeing things in a better light we'd probably have a better world but that probably won't happen anyway i love you all be safe i'm going to be dropping some more podcasts be on the lookout and This is COVID Tito (laughs) signing off. 15 to live. Y'all stay blessed.